0: Hello everyone and welcome to our final, uh, I can't believe it's our final, uh, Sada City Happy Hour Tasting of 2021. Thank you for being with us as always. We, uh, we really have appreciated all of you following along, having fun, supporting Sada City throughout this 2021 CFL and U-Sports football season. Uh, and as always, I've enjoyed a lot of great beer this year and uh, we are kicking off this final edition of it today with the brewmaster and co-founder of Sada City, Sam Corbet, who's But nice enough uh, to let me bother him throughout the year for these tastings with a dandy uh, today because we are talking about you, <laughs> you got me humming for the holidays, uh, a farmhouse Christmas ale, uh, 8.5% in terms of a pants kicker, as I like to call them, Sam. Uh, you guys have come up with some some pretty special combinations. This is certainly high on the list. Now, I mentioned to you right before we began this, I'm actually not going to be drinking this today because I'm a little under the weather and I have to go run around for Christmas shopping right after i am done this. I don't feel like having an 8.5% right before uh, I run out, run out the door. And the reason I say this with confidence is I had one of these on Grey Cup Sunday, so I can actually review it with some confidence and talk about it because I do love a Farmhouse Ale. And this was especially smooth. I also selfishly want to save this for like Christmas Eve kind of thing because like uh, we, we talked about, it's the perfect Christmas Eve beer
1: it's a great Christmas Eve here. And every year we do this with our friends at Eastbound. Uh, finally, yeah, every year I, I forget that I have this awesome glass that the guys at Eastbound made. And uh, I always love breaking it. If you can see it, it's got Dave and I on the front. Yep. And uh, it, when it, when it's a dark beer, you can really see the faces a lot more, but uh, I really love this glass and it's, you know, Dave and I have been friends for a really long time and it's always a special occasion when we get together and get to make beers. and. Uh, it's always nice to have this
0: holiday treat yeah no doubt uh so tell us what people should expect here off of the top because i know for me this was a, a quintessential sawdust city beer where you see the the abv and you see uh kind of what the tasting notes are on the side of the can and then you sip it and my face always just like when we again looking back at the grand scheme of this year and all the beers we've tasted together whether it was us doing uh the big pink whether it was us doing i'm trying to think some of the even higher like uh, lusciousness whether it was us doing any of those that are high percentage from what you do i i really do think if i were asked by somebody you know random in the street hey i saw you doing those sawdust city beers throughout the year what kind of defines their beer i'd be like the ones that just shock you because you don't understand how it's possible that you take the first sip and you go oh wow that is way too good for i mean even when we were doing some of the the tropical storm the mojito ipas things of that nature it's like the high percentage stuff that is really smooth to me this is right in that wheelhouse of some of the best that you've done
1: yeah it's got it's definitely dry and easy to drink for an eight and a half percent beer like almost and it's really like i get a lot of i want to say cantaloupe and melon like it's really interesting we use this a brand new yeast strain to us, it's called Jotun, and it's by the guys at uh, Escarpment. Uh, it's a blend of Saison and a Kvike yeast, which is a Norwegian farmhouse yeast, and uh, which ferments at a really high temperature as opposed to normal ale temperatures. So it really promotes the fruitiness. Um, and we used a new hop called Moss Tops from um, the Czech Republic, which was, again, brand new to us. It was fun because Dave and I like this is because we do it every year. It gives us an opportunity to try different things out, try some new yeast strains. And um, the last year we had was the first year we ever did anything different, where he did a spiced version of the beer and I didn't. So this oh, year wow. for the fifth, this year for the fifth, we wanted to keep it the same. I can't even believe it's been five years since we've been doing these, and uh, it was awesome to go back and have the dinner with them and being able to see them because I don't know if that's going to happen again now. <laughs> it's it's
0: it's 2020 all over again uh, i know you, you're telling me i i can't believe we got the great cup in just before everything started getting re- restricted and all the rest it's crazy 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 but um for you what makes a perfect holiday beer i mean you could even refine this down to what makes a perfect christmas eve beer or you know for me i know that my family uh has always enjoyed being able to crack a beer at 10 a.m. on christmas day where it's just like hey we're gonna start doing presents and it's like bang and everybody kind of has like one of their favorites and it's like cheers all right let's open some gifts and have some fun and like everybody makes their own little traditions with family and and everybody has their own preferences but i mean if you were to summarize what makes a great christmas beer in your mind what is it
1: well for me uh my i guess our christmas tradition is like it's a big meal on Christmas Eve. Like we do my my dad's side of the family. We we all get together to Christmas Eve and my brother's there. And sometimes my sister, she's in BC, so she's not gonna be there this year, but uh it's something you can have with dinner, and it's usually higher ABV, and maybe because just it's my personal event, but I really like Belgian beers at Christmas time. Right. Uh, I feel like they do a lot of beer de noels and or a, a couve Christmas they They really lean into it, and it's always I typically have at least a couple Belgians at on Christmas Eve dinner, and it's or it's something you can have while you're making that meal, like my brother and I spend a lot of time in the kitchen on Christmas Eve making the meal, and I really it's almost that's this it's almost the making of the meal is more the meal than the actual meal. <laughs> By the time we get to the- the the eating we may have had a couple because it usually takes a few hours to to make the the
0: bird yeah i agree with that completely where you're like you know what by the time that we get there the fun is basically bad it's like okay or whatever i guess we'll just eat the food now because we spent so much damn time being able to work our way through this thing but um, your background being in europe i'm wondering as well like you, you mentioned a specific type or two there uh that they they really enjoy this time of year what for them I guess kind of defines this season as well, or this time of year uh, in in terms of not just beer style, but the way that they approach, I guess, the holiday kind of drinking season. Because for people over here, I think we all understand we get together, there's ugly Christmas sweater parties, or, you know, during normal times, it's like you might go out to a bar and do like a a bar hop or a Santa Claus, uh, you know, kind of hop from place to place and all the rest. But um what what has your experience been like across the pond being able to see kind of what the culture is like and how it matches up with beer culture in your understanding
1: i feel like it's more it's really about family and community and getting together with people like that really it's about getting like being in the same place and sharing a moment um which i think we do here as well sometimes we do it a little bit differently but um I, for me, that's how I've always kind of interpreted it. And I, that's what I like the most about Christmas is being able to be with family and friends. And I mean, it, the last couple of years have seemed very different because, at least last year, I wasn't able to go to my in laws last year. Right. Uh, but we were able to go to my dad's, which was great. But it was still it seemed very different. It was that, you know, even the lead up to Christmas, like there's always that build, like the 12 days of Christmas, here, you're getting to it. But like last year it just seemed like, well let's get in and get out that's all we can do
0: <laughs> yeah
1: at least we got a bit of build-up this year before you know the repeat like as far as i can tell covid's like the like jason in a horror movie like you think he's dead and then his hand reaches up at the last scene and grabs the guy's leg and you're like i thought he was dead yeah. and then you have to go through this whole thing again and kill him again it's like oh my god when is it over
0: I completely agree with you, but there was, there's a great scene in, uh, in Blue Mountain State, which was a show that was actually filmed in, uh, in Montreal, I believe it, like John Abbott College or something like that, um, somebody will probably know and correct me on this because that was just like an off the top of my head but it it was about a college football team in the United States that was on Spike TV and it ran I don't know three four seasons something like that there's a great scene where they all go partying they all get thrown into the drunk tank and stuff and uh, then there's this huge rainstorm at the end of the night and they're trying to find their teammates and they end up kind of like finding their way out of the drunk tank and uh, they're (laughs) trying to make their way to the ground there's a shot where it's just of the ground and it's pouring rain and all of a sudden, the starting linebacker, Thad, who's this big muscular guy, just goes and his hand just pops through the grass and just like reaches. And all of a sudden, he just opens the earth with his hands because he found like an old access tunnel out of the old prison that they had. To- I'm like, yeah, that's that kind of makes sense for the Jason analogy that you're making as well, where I'm like, wait a minute, we're back to what? I'm yeah, like, that- 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 <laughs> I'm like, that's where we're at. In all seriousness, for you, at Soda city because this is our last time catching up for the year. Um, what what is the plan going forward? How are you guys going to handle the new challenges that are reappearing here? Because it it just straight up sucks for a lot of of people that are in your industry because we've we've experienced some of the uh, some of the the benefits of getting back to having people in in a normal way over the last little while.
1: Uh, well, I think you know we'll obviously follow the government's mandates whatever they course, say yeah. to do. Um, I feel like. If the writing's on the wall that it's going to go back to whether it's a complete shutdown. If we go if we go below fifty percent, we have to close our place anyways. Right. Uh, we won't open unless it's at least fifty percent. So the saloon will close down. I'm sure retail will keep going. I mean, I don't know what this kind of this time of year we're pretty slow anyways. Like uh, uh, typically the production team, at least, we're off from Christmas Eve until New Year's. Like we basically all just go like. I sort of build the schedule and be like, all right, everybody just go home. Yeah, get out of here. I, I, I like the time off. I like the sun year a lot. Um, I enjoy the, the break in between. So uh, that part at least will, you know, we'll be able to get away, but I don't know, like in the new year, what's going to happen. We actually had two collabs lined up in the first two weeks, getting back in January. And like, I really hope we can still do them because we've, you know, we've been building to this and we never assumed we'd be back here. So we have all this, stuff lined up and ready to go and but if if, you know if that's if we have to delay we have to delay i mean that's just the reality like this thing changes so fast and you know i think the thing that we've learned is you have to be ready to change with it it, it's evolving everything changes just stay fluid and, and and you know we'll get through this i mean big the best part is like you know there's two years now of science and vaccines and other medicine that they can handle this better this too shall pass so um i think there's you know there's obviously a bit of fear but also i think people have a better understanding now after what <laughs> two years
0: yeah i agree and i would also say that the infrastructure the first time around that we went through this was not in place for people like you to understand okay here's how we handle this now there's a there's a game plan right to use a football yeah. analogy it's like okay yes this is shit like we understand this is shit However, we have a plan for this shit. We've gone yeah. through this shit before. So I think that's a, if, if we're trying to look for positives in this, um, that is one, but in all honesty, I would, I would implore all of our listeners uh, who have enjoyed Canadian Football Perspective throughout the year, who are thankful for the podcast that we've given you, uh, who appreciate the effort that we've put in to pump out so much content throughout the year to cover the game that you love, buy Sawdust City beer online, whether it be now holidays new year's early january whatever it is support them and drop them a line from us like a heartfelt note from us saying hey you guys helped support us through literally the pandemic like we've been together for almost a full year at this point since the radio went down and we opened up cfp and just charged forward into the breach and uh, and i know i've said it a lot throughout the year sam but i can't thank you enough for taking the opportunity to to work with us and alongside of us and to be a real true partner and somebody who's supported what we've done. So for our listeners, go ahead and, and say your thanks with your wallet. If you can, you're going to be drinking beer through the holidays. It's the same thing we always say, Hey man, the yeah. beer industry does not stop because you can't go out. Like there's great stuff being made. And, and I really hope that people will take the opportunity to thank you and, uh, and to thank what you guys have done for us and allowed us to, to get off the ground and, and have a lot of fun with you throughout the year.
1: Well, it was about, I guess it would be very close to about a year ago that we first actually, with the it, 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 it before the CFP, when you called about loan time. Like yeah, that. It, yeah. That, that might have been around now-ish. I, 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 I can't pinpoint that, but... Uh, It feels like it was December.
0: If TSN 1150 uh, were to uh, still have a website, I could search your name next to TSN 1150 and find the interview. And I guarantee that it would be almost exactly a year to the day because we always closed down on the final week before before Christmas and Christmas Eve. We would always take that final week off right up leading to it. So, yeah. And again, for people who have not heard the story, I literally was drinking a Lone Pine by Sawdust City in my garage. And I went, oh, my God, this is good. And then I looked at the side of the can and I saw the description as always, as you can have on many of these cans from Saudi City. And I saw Sam Corbet's name on it. And I just called, I looked up Sawdust City, I Googled them and I called and I said, can I talk to Sam? And they're like, he's not here. It's 8, 8, 8 p.m. And then Sam called me while I was in my garage gym, uh, trying to get a workout in and I'm completely out of breath. And I'm like, yes. It'd be great to talk to you, I really I appreciate the time. And I we basically I said, can I get you on the radio, and we could talk. To so that was that was kind of how we got to know each other. Was a little bit of Christmas cheer, and then uh, and then your generosity and understanding. Once the radio station went down, has been just second to none. And uh, and again, I, I hope that people will use the opportunity of of the holidays and uh, sitting around at home and watching movies and uh, all the rest to enjoy some of your great creations because it's i'm not BSing with people out there that might listen to this in just the audio format we see the number of downloads this gets i know a bunch of you listen to this it's it's really good stuff sam knows his stuff he's got a great background in beer and sawdust city works really hard to try and create top-notch ontario craft beer for you so Anyways, that there's my waxing poetic to, to wrap well, I, up the year. I, I
1: like that. Thank you very much. I mean, I had a great year. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I think the CFL is a great part of what makes Canada Canada, and it's very unique to us. And I think it's worth supporting anything that can get behind this game. And I know it's going through a bit of a you know a tough time as the you know the demos sort of shift. We the young generation has, hasn't been brought up with CFL. I feel like maybe like we were at the tail end of running I mean, I, it's, it's always been there for me, but I think, you know, any way we can get more support for the CFL, I think it's awesome. Uh, and, you know, watching what happened in Hamilton last weekend, it looked amazing. You know, the hometown pride. it couldn't have worked out better than Hamilton was in the great because it really the city was alive and it was a crazy party, just like all great cups are. And it really was nice to bring everybody together for one last hurrah because <laughs> it seems like that's what it was probably you know the party before the, uh, the end there but i mean it'll be back next year and you know it's exciting to see that hopefully like you know this is the steps in the right direction and people can get behind the cfl again and yeah it would be amazing to see you know some young kids back watching the game
0: yep yep no doubt and if, if any part that we can do and plan a role in that and of course being able to uh, to create some excitement around the game. We love doing that as well. I will say this just before we get out of here, uh, that when I went down to the stadium, after we had our kind of event at, at Merritt Brewing, our tailgate party, and I went down, uh, to the stadium and I parked and Zach Kalar was the quarterback for the Winnipeg Blue Arms, most outstanding player in 2021, the CFL. He said in his post-game press conference that he was on the bus ride in and he thought, you know what, it might be like 70, 30 in terms of Ticats fans, but he said the gray cup, there's always all these jerseys from, you know, Calgary's not playing. There's tons of Calgary jerseys. Uh, Edmonton's not playing tons of Edmonton jerseys. And he said, I was driving in on the bus and I thought, okay. It might be a little more than 70, 30. And then he said, he ran out of the tunnel. He looked around and he went, it's 95, five. Like like he couldn't, but he's like, this is 95% Hamilton fans. And I did the same thing where I parked and I was walking over to the stadium. And as I was walking over, like you're talking about the city buzzing, I'm like, I can't. It's like we put a block on tickets where only Ty Cats fans were allowed to buy these damn things, and it was just. Despite the fact the game obviously didn't go their way, it's one of those iconic memories that uh, that even if you're a CFL fan, you don't give a damn about the Ty Cats that you'll have where you you were probably going to the stadium saying the same thing or waiting in line to get into the stadium and you're looking around and you're like, oh my god, this the, this is incredibly unique because teams that usually host have a lot of their fans and have a lot of success in the game, but. Uh, yeah, to be able to cultivate that next generation, I mean, win or lose, I'm pretty sure Hamilton did a pretty damn good job of that on uh, on Sunday of last week. So there's a lot of young kids who are going to remember sitting in a crowd of that of that many people that fired up.
1: And and you know what, it's going to come back in two years. So those pe- same people will probably be back again. And then if you can keep that momentum rolling, that's how you get fans for life. Like it's just that you know if you can close your eyes and picture it, then then you're you're hooked forever.
0: Yes. And, yeah. like,
1: I remember my first breakup and it was like, it was so much fun. I, 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 I was hooked at that point. Like it was just-
0: <laughs> uh, well, we are fans for life of Sawdust City. Follow them on social media at Sawdust Beer, and go to sawdustcitybeer.com as well to get your online orders in and uh, make sure that you are spreading some festive cheer. Maybe some gifts uh, for uh, mom and dad, maybe brother, sister, or spoil yourself. Get get the good stuff. Yeah, get the good stuff. There you go. Sam, thank you as always. We appreciate you, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon, okay?
1: Thanks, Marshall. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year.